Welcome to the Old Cow Podcast, where we dig deep into life after 40 and ask ourselves, how can we stop others from thinking of us as old if that's how we see ourselves? From real talk about healthy aging, the latest fashion and beauty trends for women and men, beginning a new career later in life, to ageism, love, sex, and starting over, nothing is off the table in this refreshingly honest, fun podcast. Here's your host, Jill Loris. Good morning, New York time. Hello. Good afternoon, UK time. How are you? I'm great. I had a great week. How was your week? Yeah, not bad. Pretty much the same as usual. Staring at a computer screen all day long and feeling a bit weary. Looking, looking tired, looking tired around the eyes. You know what? I know what you mean. I actually look like that. And you know what the sad thing is that it's not only from being tired. Sometimes when I'm not tired, people ask me if I'm tired. And I think that is a sign of aging. Maybe not for everyone, but at least for me, it's definitely a sign of aging. I um, think so. We don't recover like we used to. I think it's the same for everyone, I think. It's amazing, though. I mean, I remember when we were younger, you could go out, stay out really late, and um, <laughs> sometimes go right to work from going out, and you look <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah. Now, if I don't sleep a certain amount of hours, I look terrible. And even if I do, I look terrible. So I, I don't like it at all. I'm actually very excited to talk to today's guest, Dr. Hormozy. I know. I've been reading a little bit about him. He's an oculofacial surgeon. So um, from what I understand, he offers treatments for the eyes to, you know, make you look younger and fresher. Because I think to me, it's the eyes, but I could be wrong, um, that, that makes you age more quickly than 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 you actually are oh, um, but, he's, but he does facial um procedures as well so yeah no dead keen to hear about this so i wonder what that means eye procedure i wonder what he does exactly like for me i don't know what you feel that your problem is but i feel like my lids are lower they're actually lower than they used to be i don't know if that makes sense and i feel like my eyebrows are also like lower and closer to my eyelash line and i yeah, wonder and how would he fix that yeah but do you know what this this eyelid thing is called no, what? It's really unpleasant. Hooding. Hello, doctor. I've got eilid hooding. It's just horrible. That sounds awful. Yeah. Oh, so that's yeah, but, but what are the bags under your eyes? Does, do you know what that's called? I mean, is there a uh, name for that? That must be a whole different territory, but he'll know. He'll tell us. No, no, I hope he'll know. <laughs> that's why he gets paid the big bucks. So would you do these surgeries if there was something that you could do to get rid of the hooding and the bags and all that? I would if I could afford it. I would, I would be afraid. But I, I don't know why I say I would be afraid because I don't know what it entails, but I would be afraid to do something around my eyes, but I would still do it if I could afford it. Yeah, I know. It sounds really scary because it's such a delicate area, but, you know, it's all relative. If I have to remortgage my house, maybe not, but, you know, we'll, he might give us an idea. Okay, I would remortgage my house if I could. <laughs> my eyes look that bad. You haven't seen me in a long time. If, if I could do it, I would remortgage my house. Is that wrong to say? <laughs> Um, well, anyway, let's ask him because maybe we don't have to remortgage our houses, which would be a nice bonus looking good and you could still afford to live somewhere. So that would be great. <laughs> okay. So welcome Dr. Hormozy. Thank you very much for having me. It's lovely to talk to you. I'm over here in the uh, UK and, uh, I've been reading a little bit about what you, what you do and what's involved. And I, being a lady of a certain age, I was wondering if, that is mainly your clientele, ladies of a certain age? 
Yes, uh, that was the pattern a few years ago, but has been changing more and uh, younger people are coming to me uh, down to almost 30, 35 years old, which is very surprising. So uh, the, the, the clientele are changing and uh, people are much more intolerant of age, aging and aging process. What do you attribute that to? Well, a um, big part of it is the Zoom meetings, uh, all the using computers uh, to uh, to communicate with each other, and the selfies, which is the biggest thing for younger people. Um, so it's uh, you know, they, they 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 criticize themselves all the time, including their own friends, by the way they look, the shadow effects, the poor lighting that they have when they're doing and the distortions actually that uh, selfie does of course of course uh, so what would you say is the most popular request when it comes to facial surgery uh facial surgery actually um, if, if you think of it the eyes are the center of your face um, when you communicate or talk to people you're always looking at their eyes so that's where you get all the information as to how old they are if they're tired they're not tired uh, um, every information has come from the eyes so um, upper lid surgery um, it's a you know, it's a big uh, big part of the practice and the lower lid bags uh, which are a sign of tiredness also another big part yeah, this was my thinking. And so just it, it, doing a bit of reading, apparently I have hooded eyelids, which is really unfortunate expression, but presumably that's when that you have excess skin or fat on the on the upper eyelid. Well, it, it's it's a stretched out skin. Uh, you lose elasticity. You don't grow more skin as you get older, but you just lose elasticity of the skin and the skin stretches out and hangs. Uh, additionally, you have the eyebrows coming down. Uh, the forehead does the same thing. It, it stretches out and the eyebrows come down, the skin is stretching out, the whole thing starts creating a hooding over your eyes. Uh, and that gives the old look to, to, to the eyes and yeah. the face. Wait, what causes that? Is that general aging or is there something that we could have done to prevent that happening? Was there nothing you can do to prevent that? Well, there's several factors. The aging process, sunlight and uh, genetics uh, we end up looking like our parents you want it or not <laughs> right i'm just gonna say that's awful yeah so um you know, genetically some are some are predisposed to lose elasticity faster than others uh, sunbathing is a big factor in losing elasticity in the, in, in the skin regardless of what it is um, and also uh, rubbing the eyes uh, you know, physically stretching the skin does the same thing, sagging. So when you put all these factors together, you get a lot of sagging in some people, and some people don't get that much sagging because they don't have those factors with them. So it's a predisposition. So that, that would explain perhaps why younger people uh, are able to have these procedures now because they have it. It's not going to get worse, perhaps, but they already have it at a young age. Well, they have it at a younger age, but they're much more intolerant of it. Um, they, yeah. they see their parents and they say, I don't want to be like that. Uh, we had no, this, we didn't have this problem, you know, <laughs> years right. ago. Well, we, were, we thank God weren't the selfie generation. That's got to be a lot of pressure to look good or perfect, actually, right? Perfect? Perfect and young. 
um, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. Uh, so uh, even for your job, uh, they want to, you to look uh, fresh and they want you to look good on the, on the camera, on your Zoom meetings. You don't, you know, it's, 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 it's really pressure of the society as to looking young. Um, and uh, people who are coming up to 50s and 60s, they don't want to be discriminated because they're too old. You have all these young millennials coming up, so they have to compete with them. Uh, the result is they they do Botox and fillers and eyelid surgeries and remove the bags. Everything is to look younger and fresher. Yeah, fresher being the key. I think when we look tired, then we automatically look older and we just don't feel as good. Exactly. Yeah. Well, would you say it's more um, women who are coming in for this or do you feel like more men are doing it now? Um, years ago, was I would say 95% were women. Um, but it has been changing more and more. There are more men coming. And sometimes I see a 30 years old to come, a, a guy who comes and says, I don't like my eyelid, which is a surprising thing for my practice. I've never seen that before. Uh, now, I practice East Coast of the United States, which is a little bit more conservative. I'm sure in California, it's way higher number of men who do surgeries because they just want, don't want to age. Uh, um, so number-wise, for me, I would say about 80% are women and 20% men. How interesting. I'm lucky I live in the United Kingdom. We don't suffer from sunshine. So <laughs> no, this, is, this is a good thing. <laughs> so so there are, are there different types of procedure? I, I, I gather that there's a procedure that you would refer to as uh, an eyebrow lift or an internal eyebrow surgery. Correct. Um, almost all my surgeries on the eye upper lid is associated with the internal brow lift, eyebrow lift. Um, because uh, if you look at it technically, you're removing skin between the eyelid and the eyebrow. The result is you're going to uh, automatically the eyebrow is going to be pulled down. So to avoid that uh, internally, when I'm doing the eyelid, my blepharoplasty, I raise the eyebrow out, out the corner, not the inner corner that gives you the surprise look, but the outer corner gives you the young look. Um, so I raise the outer corner of the eyebrows from inside, so there is no cut or incision outside, but it uh, fixes, uh, not fixes, but it really raises the corner of the eyebrows so it doesn't sag down after the surgery. You how get, interesting, yeah. It compensates, yeah. Wait, how do you raise it? Um, as I said, uh, through the same incision I'm doing my blepharoplasty, which is done in, into the, through the crease of the eyelid, I channel upwards, separate all the fibrous attachment of the eyebrow and move it up to a higher level on the muscle of the forehead and attach it there. So the eyebrow automatically goes up. If you look at the models, you will see they put this white powder outside corner underneath the eyebrow to make it stand out, to make it younger looking. Well, automatically, when I'm lifting the eyebrow, you get the same effect um, because now it's curving over the bone and gives a shiny, um, younger look. Wow. And, and is, is there a long recovery time for these procedures? Um, interestingly, no. Um, in general, um, I remove the stitches of the upper lid at six day. And most of my patients, by 10 days, they're completely presentable. And rarely you can see if something was done. And the ladies have the advantage of using makeup, so they can cover up if there's a little bit of bruise here and there. And men have thick skin. It doesn't show as much. 
So in, uh, I would say in average between 10 days and two weeks, you're completely back to normal. Although the healing process continues for a long time, but those are internal, it's not visible to, to outside eyes. And this is something you do in the office. They don't have to go into the hospital or do anything like that. It's, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I have a surgery center. Um, it has to be done in a surgery center, but I have my own uh, in my office. So um, that's, that's uh, how I do it. And are these procedures long-lasting? I mean, do, do you have to do it once or repeat it? Well, it depends when you start doing it. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. If you do a procedure at, at age of 30, well, there's a good chance that you need something done when you're 60 or 70. If you're doing that at 60 years old, uh, probably is the last one you do. You don't need to. It's Again, it's not that you produce more skin. It's just your skin will age. Aging process uh, with the aging process, you lose uh, collagen and the skin stretches itself. So if you do it at 60, by the time you're 90, yes, you lost some collagen, but most likely you don't really care that uh, you have a little bit of sagging of upper lid. But when you do it at 30, by 50, you're already <laughs> wondering uh, when I'm going to do this again because I don't like the way things are happening. So at, at, at what age you do, it gives you about 20 years younger than what you are. This is so appealing. <laughs> but is it costly? I mean, is this something that many people could afford to do or is it cost prohibitive? No, it's not cost prohibitive. It's a very common. It's part of the, one of the largest number of surgery in the United States is eyelid surgery. Um, and uh, depends on the region. You know, even New York is probably twice what I charge in, in Maryland. And in California, same thing. They're extremely high because the demand is high. But uh, no, it's, it's almost everybody can afford if, and it's not something you do it every day. Uh, so you do it uh, once a you know lifetime or twice in a lifetime. Uh, it's not cost prohibitive. That. But if you think about it, like what you were saying that it's it's this focal point of your face, it actually makes sense in almost any other surgery, to be honest, because if your eyes are open and your eyebrows are are where they belong, you actually you look awake and you look alive, and you know I think that. It's more attractive, actually. So that's a good surgery to have, I would think. Out of everything on the face, yes, that's the one. Um, I would uh, suggest to do an exercise. When you see people, after a few minutes, think to, to yourself, what I was looking at? And you realize you're always looking at the eyes. Look at their neck. You don't look at the, uh, I don't know, their nose. You're always looking at the eyes because that's where you communicate with people. So that, that, that is the part that makes the difference because if you have young-looking, fresh-looking eyes, uh, immediately you are projecting that image of you. And in the eyebrow surgery that you do is, I mean, I know I've heard about eyebrow surgery and normally it's done somewhere on your, like your head and you have scars and it's a whole big surgery. This seems to me like groundbreaking what you do, that it's, like minimal, minimally invasive and it's through you said through the eyelid it Correct. doesn't sound so complicated and no anesthesia like it just seems like a very easy surgery to do and it makes a huge difference i would imagine it it is relatively easy it takes experience to do that because i have taught many surgeons they come and watch me and they say oh that looks so easy they go and they come no back. no i don't mean easy easy surgery i meant easy as a patient oh, because I, the other surgeries are, are complicated and costly 
Right. Um, there is no cut in the forehead. There's no cut uh, outside, and that thing is visible, and the cut is, goes through the eyelid crease. So as you heal, that disappears. You, never, you, you don't have any signs of it. But the raising of the eyebrow is done from inside. Uh, it's a little tricky to do it, but in a way, with experience, any surgeon can do it. Um, but it takes experience. But it's so easy for patients, obviously, because there's, not, there's no wound to take care of. Um, there's no scar left that they, uh, that shows. Uh, they don't have the numbness that a lot of uh, forehead lift creates. Uh, there is no scar at the hairline, which a lot of people hate uh, when they do a forehead lift. So all that is gone. It's just raising the eyebrow internally and giving a younger look to the eyes. Wow. Fascinating. And it really is. I, and, and, Jill, I don't have to remortgage my house. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah, we were talking about that, whether or not we'd be willing to remortgage our house. And I said I would. She she said she's on the fence. She wants a place to live and to look good. But, um, no, it's not that bad. <laughs> the other thing I have to say is that I really love that you do do. I don't know if you do all, but you do most of your procedures without anesthesia, which is so dangerous. And you also, um, correct me if I'm wrong, that you have a lot of patients that are older who have the eye surgery and who are maybe on blood thin or a baby aspirin, and they don't have to come off. Is that correct? This is amazing. Well, let me. Uh, uh emphasize something. No, there is anesthesia, but it's local anesthesia. It's local, sorry. Yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> because without anesthesia, it would be very painful. <laughs> <laughs> it is local anesthesia, very similar to going to a dentist. You know, they numb your gum and they work on your tooth. This is uh, a numb your eyelid and, and, and eyebrow area, and I work on that. Uh, yes, it's the advantage is, uh, you, uh, first of all, you don't have all the uh, anesthetic in your body. Um, if anybody has had the general anesthesia, they know for a couple of days they're really tired. Why? Because the product anesthesia goes into your fat um, at the time of surgery, and then it releases very slowly for 24, 48 hours after that. And that you're constantly getting small dose of anesthetics in your body, but not, not knowing why you're so tired. The second thing is, you, uh, in any anesthesia, general anesthesia, when you wake up, your body has gone through a shock. So suddenly your blood pressure goes up and anywhere the surgery was done starts bleeding. That's why a lot of surgeons put drains when they do a facelift because they know they're going to collect a lot of fluid and blood after the patient wakes up. I do all those surgeries on the local. So as I'm doing the surgery, the blood pressure starts going down. They realize that's no big deal. I don't have any pain. And we talk about everything, their children, their job, to just distract them. And when it's finished, they're completely relaxed. I'm like, okay, that was no big deal. It sounds uh, like such a nice experience. It, really does. it sounds fun. It is. It is a nice experience. And the result is that you know they look younger, fresher, without going through all the hassle of general anesthesia. Uh, it must be great to have a job where you make so many people happy. <laughs> I wouldn't exchange it for any job in the world. I love what I do. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming and talking to us. Will you come back sometime and talk about some of your other procedures? Absolutely. I would have delighted. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much. It was so nice talking to you. My pleasure. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. 
Please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss upcoming episodes. And give us five stars and a positive review if you like what you heard and think others should check us out so that we can reach more people over 40 like us. Join us in redefining aging. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Old Cal LLC and the Old Cal Podcast on Instagram. You can listen to future episodes on Shopify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Check back weekly for new episodes. Have a great week, everyone. And remember, old is not a fact. It is a state of mind.